Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Nikki. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. Yes, ma'am. We are the podcast that breaks down the best and worst movies found on streaming services. And this week, we are tackling Interview with a Vampire. Mwahahaha. You're such a nerd. Okay. I know. <laughs> so, let's jump right in. Okay. First impressions. Okay, so this was actually one of those movies that I had had on my list for a while to watch. And so once we started... You just the, never watched I it. just never did. <laughs> and so the podcast kind of forced me into it. Uh-huh. And I honestly liked it. Okay. So. I disagree. I know. My per- Okay, let me put it this way. My first impression was like 14 years old. Right. I thought it was great. Rewatching it as an adult, it's like if Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight had a baby. Yeah. I guess I can But see everybody's that. gay. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. Okay. So that was my first impressions. I just wasn't impressed. There was a bunch of, like, homoerotic interactions between all these male vampires, and the only female involved was a child. Yeah, that's so true. So it just, it, it creeped me out more than it actually <laughs> entertained me. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we did find this on Netflix. Yes. And I checked it out after I watched the movie. You know me. I never look until I've seen the movie. It got a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I kind of feel like that's a little generous. Oh, wow. Dude, you are... I was just not impressed. You are harsh. I was just not impressed. Harsh. Okay. So, let's jump right into the breakdown. Awesome. Okay. All right. So, movie opens, and you find Luis. Is it Luis or Louis? Louis. Louis. Thank you. (laughs) Well, it's spelled Luis in the credits and everything, so I think of Louis. So, it opens with Louis and the reporter, who's actually never named in this movie or in the book. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And you find out that he was actually stalking the reporter with the intention of basically drinking his blood and killing him, but then the reporter basically interacted with him, and for some reason, Louis decides that he's going to tell his life story to this guy. Which, I'm sorry, if I was a newspaper person... I would be too scared to talk to... If it was, like, an actual vampire... Well, he thought he was full of shit. I guess. But (laughs) that's just it, though. If the person's full of shit, why would you want to talk to them? And supposedly report on them? It's just a small, small plot hole of the many, many I found in this film. yay. (laughs) Okay, so we go from there to the voiceover. Brad Pitt, who's always pretty. Oh, he is. Um... And he is talking about how his life started. He was 24. He was the owner of this big plantation. In in New Orleans. In New Orleans. Yes, ma'am. And then uh, wife and child die. Right. Yeah. So the wife and child die. And at this point of his life, he wishes that it was over. Yeah. At that point, he's just like, why am I even here? You know, I've lost everybody that I care about. Right. And they show him... um, well, he was gambling, and there there was a prostitute with him, which there was a lot of freaking pro- prostitutes, by the way, in this movie. That's what I mean. This movie is like a Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight had a baby. Okay, so anyway. Okay. So and he's, he he's playing. About how I'm courting death. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Like I said, he wants to die. So he's playing cards, and he you know ends up screwing over this guy. The guy threatens to shoot him, and he basically mm-hmm. says, "Go ahead." And the guy ends up not doing it, and so he calls him a coward, basically. Yeah. So basically, it really establishes that the place Louis is in right now is not a good one right. at all. So, moving forward, we bump into Lestat. 
Yeah. Well, doesn't he, like, isn't he getting his dick sucked and then Lestat shows up and kills the prostitute? I think so, yeah. It's very possible. <laughs> One way or another, Lestat enters the picture. He does. He and came in like a wrecking ball, guys. Like a wrecking ball. <laughs> Big time. Here's my first impression of Lestat. You know, I am not a Tom Cruise fan. Right. I'm just not. I thought he was creepy before it was popular to think he was creepy. <laughs> Pre-Scientology. Yes. He brings this character to life to the point where this is the crazy ex-girlfriend that my parents took my brother aside and warned him warned him about nice. before he started dating. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's like all about him and like super controlling and manipulative right. and all of this stuff. It's just creepy. Yeah. It's just creepy. Okay. So at that point, Lestat bites, uh, what's his name? Louis. Mm-hmm. Louis. And I, I gotta know, man, like when these vampires are biting people, how is it that there's not more screaming involved? I think it's kind of explained in the book. It's not really explained okay. in the movie. If I remember, I've never read the book. Okay. But from what I understand. I have the book, but I also have not read it. <laughs> it's, it's sitting on my bookshelf. Okay, so from what, yeah. So what I understand in the book, when you get bit, there's almost like this euphoric sensation. Okay, that explains a lot. So it doesn't make you want to fight or run away. Okay. So. That that makes more sense. Yeah, it's like the whole the hypnosis thing that they talk about the vampires having. Okay. In the book. I think that's more to do with it than the actual other stuff. Okay. So, yeah. So, Lestat bites him. Mm-hmm. And if I remember right, he, like, throw like, they end up going actually into the air. Right. And then he falls into the water. Mm-hmm. Louis does. Yeah. Yeah, Louis falls to the water, and so, you know, if, if you didn't know that this was about vampires, you would think, like, oh, he's dead, but obviously right. he is now a vampire. So he comes out <laughs> of the water and stuff, and then I think Lestat shows up again later. No, we're missing a big section here. Oh, of course. Because Lestat basically shows Louis what he is. Right. You know, the vampire. And then he's like, I'm going to give you the choice that I never got. Oh, Remember? yeah. And then... Louis goes through this whole time frame where he's talking about he watched his very last sunrise and he drank it in as if he'd never seen it before. Right. And then Lestat turns him into a vampire. Well, because he didn't, he said he wanted to be. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so at that point, yeah, he becomes like an official vampire. And this is where the creepy Lestat really actually starts for me because he's basically living off Louis like a gold digger. He really is. (laughs) They're living off of all of his stuff. Lestat's exactly. drinking up the slaves, like yeah, oh yeah. And I, they slaves at the time. I think they were, because I think later. Sorry, guys, jumping ahead. I think later he tells them after he kills one of them That's that you're right. you're free. Get out of here. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty sure they were slaves because it was also a plant. Wasn't it like a plantation? It was, and it was like the seventeen. Yeah, seventeen nineties. Right. And I know that for a reason. We'll get to that later. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, exactly. They're going through all of this stuff. But before he kills the house servant girl, mm-hmm. who is played by Thaddy and, Newton. Yeah. Which I didn't see coming. Really? <laughs> I didn't have any idea she was in this movie till I saw her name in the beginning. And I'm like, really? I know. It was kind but, of funny that her name was in there because, I mean, she didn't have, like, a big part. 
I mean, I, I mean, it's it's a bigger part than most of the other characters outside of the main three have. Yeah, that's true. But before all that, they go to what? Like, is it a whorehouse? I think so. Okay. And I was very confused by the play that was going on behind him whenever it was like a waitress girl slash, I think, Oh, whore. like the barmaid. Yeah. But there was mm-hmm. like a play going on at the same time where there was like a lot of thrusting and things going on. I remember it. I, I try not to think about it. This whole movie was basically subtle homoerotic suggestions the entire time. Yeah. I just was very <laughs> confused about what the hell play is this. Right. And so... Yeah, at that point, um, Lestat, you know, kisses her, and then I think it was Brad Pitt's character that bites her. Not quite. There, There's two of them. There's two of the ladies in this back room with them. Lestat, I believe, kills one of them, and the other girl's so drunk, she's like, oh, she can't hold her liquor. She no, doesn't that's, realize she's dead. That's later. Is it? Yeah. We're not there yet. Okay. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> So, but no, so they're at that, that bar place and yeah, he kisses this lady and then Brad Pitt starts sucking on her neck Mm -hmm. and then Lestat kills her using, he's got like that, that, um, it's almost like a claw type thing where he, he presses it in to, you know, kill them to finish them off after they've sucked the blood. Okay. Now, yeah, now I remember it. Yeah. And he's trying to get Louis to drink from her. And he right. Won't. And he won't because... He goes for the rats because he doesn't want to kill anybody. Exactly. Yeah. And then they also show Lestat um, being at some, like, fancy party. And they mention, like, he, you know, would usually try and drink, like, basically two to three people a night mm-hmm. and stuff. And they show him at this party. And so he's got some, you know, young, youngish, you know, looking boy, probably late teens that he's going to suck his blood. And then Brad Pitt. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then Brad Pitt's got like this old ass like lady. Right. With the two poodles. And he kills the poodles. I know. That really bummed me (laughs) out. I, okay. It bummed you out. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was hilarious. It was just like, it's like, oh. really? You're going to kill the poodle? Yeah. The poodle. Exactly. So All well, right, Louie. Well, kill the poodle. Well, and not only that, Louie, at first I'm thinking, okay, fine, he's going to suck her blood or whatever, because mm-hmm. he was going for the neck. Well, instead he's like kissing this old lady's neck, and I'm like, what the hell? And then that's whenever he grabs the poodle, and you hear this, you know, noise. <laughs> And he bites yep. it, and the lady is, of course, screaming. Because he's eating her poodle. Exactly. And so Which Lestat, sounds vaguely dirty. Sorry, y'all. It really does. <laughs> and so Lestat comes over and breaks the lady's neck mm-hmm. because, you know. She's the, screaming. She's screaming. And so at that point, Louis is, like, pissed, and he starts going after Lestat, almost like he wants to kill him, which, of course, right. he can't because Lestat's They're a vampire. vampire. And I did think it was kind of funny, because um, this movie was probably, like, 1993 or 4. Uh, yes. Something Actually, like that. I want to say it's, like, 95. Something like that. But I couldn't see the strings, but just the way that they were pushing each other and the stat went, like, flying. It's like, you could almost tell. You knew it was, like, wire work. Oh, yeah, But it for was, sure. like, probably... In the very early stages of wire work before they yeah. really nailed down how to do it. Exactly. Because it just, it was funny. I will say this. I make fun of Twilight hard. Oh, yeah. But at least Stephanie Myers had her vampires killing like bears and lions, not rats and poodles. That's true. <laughs> okay. 
Because that's just it. Because Brad Pitt's character, for the longest time, doesn't want to eat, you know, people. people. Yeah, exactly. And so, like you said, so then he starts going for rats. And he goes for rats. And then they also show him going after birds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically anything so he doesn't have to kill a person. Exactly. Yeah. So... And then at that point, I think that was whenever the slaves and stuff were scared and started thinking, it started almost doing like voodoo. Because they're trying to like protect themselves and this is what they think is going to work. Yep. Okay. Something I thought was really interesting, um, because at that point, isn't it sort of close after that? Because they have another argument about whether or not to kill people. Right. And Lestat's getting really fed up with Louis. Oh, yeah. So... The biggest argument they're having until Claudia is whether or not Louis needs to eat people. Right. So Lestat's basically the vampire of peer pressure. Oh, for sure. Because he's like... Do it! And he even talks about how he likes hurting them. Exactly. Well then, here's my thing. This is what made me think of this. And this is why I think this isn't a trash of a movie, because it does have some good points. Mm -hmm. If Lestat is wanting a companion... And he enjoys hurting people and seeing them suffer before he kills them. Why turn Louis, who's really only interested in getting himself tortured and killed? Wow. See? That is deep. And that's not even a pop brownie uh, right? observation. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. So, like, why kill somebody who's only interested in killing themselves? Exactly. You know what I mean? Wow. So that's something that kind of occurred to me. So... That being said, let's pick back up. Louis and Lestat are back at the plantation. The workers are working the voodoo. Right. Because they're trying to protect themselves. And another yeah. big fight. Everybody Arguing. Mm-hmm. And then that's where we see Thaddeus Newton's character again. And this right. is where she has her biggest impact in the film for right. her character. That's and I think true. her character is really pivotal for Louis. That's true. I didn't think about it until you mentioned that. So she is the first person that he bites. Yes. And sucks blood. And so I can't remember if Lestat at that point finished her off. No, I don't think he did. Because he like took off for a little while. Oh yeah, he did. He left the room. Yeah, he took off. Mm -hmm. And at that point, yeah, Thandie Newton's character gets bit. Well, at first she's trying to tell him you need to get rid of this man. He's not good for you. Right. Because she sees Lestat as the creeper that I do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then she gets too close. Louis too hungry. Yep. He bites her. her. And then at that point, he, you know, takes her... He actually sets the house on fire first. Yeah, he burns the whole place down. And yeah. he, tell, he throws he, her, basically, Well, at he carries them out yeah. and basically says, your boss is, you know, an evil man. The demons are here. The it's demons are here. here. Run away. Yeah, he's like, you guys are free. Yeah. So, I'm sure Lestat was pissed. Because now... Uh, yeah. All of this money-generating plantation is gone. Right. So now they only have what they have to, left to live off of is whatever Louis had in the bank. Yep. So they travel. They go from the country to New Orleans. Okay. They're in New Orleans. They're still fighting each other. And this is where you see Louis really ready to leave. Oh, He's yeah. He's over it. He wants out. He's done with everything. And then I think at this point is the point with the prostitutes. Yeah, that was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back for him. So, at some point in New Orleans, they end up with these two... I don't know if they're prostitutes or barmaid. I'm leaning prostitutes. I am too. And the point in the scene that really clicks in my memory is the one is already dead. Lestat's already killed her. Yep. And he's like making googly eyes at the next one. And she's laughing it up thinking that the girl's just drunk. 
and that she passed out. Right. Well, then you get to explain because you're the one that had the most issues with this scene. I did, but see, now <laughs> I now I understand what you mentioned though about apparently in the book where it says the whole euphoria thing happens whenever yeah, they, like the hypnotism. Right. Yeah. Well, because I was confused as hell because he literally bites down on her boob right on the nips. It looks that way, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then at first, she's, you know... <laughs> she's still, she's like... looks Woo-hoo! almost drunks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, she looks down, and that's when she sees all the blood from, you know, where the her bite. boob is. Yeah. And everything. And that's, when, of course, when she freaks out. Yeah, she starts panicking. Of course. And see, the whole time, Louis and Lestat are still arguing. Right. Louis wants nothing to do with it. He doesn't want to kill anybody. He's ashamed that he killed... Um, Cherie, right, who was Thaddy Newton's character back home, and this is where Lestat's creep factor just hit that all-time high, right? Because this poor girl is panicking, she's freaking out, and this is where he admits he likes hurting people mm-hmm. because he's like dragging her around the room, oh, and yeah. telling Louis to drink, and then he puts her in a coffin, yeah, and just leaves her there screaming for a minute, yeah. I mean, well, he even he even took his that thumb thing, which I don't know what the hell that thing's it's called. It's like a claw. So he actually dug it into her and literally started draining the blood into like a wine glass. And tried to offer it to Louis. Yep. And Louis said no. And the really, really messed up part of that entire sequence wasn't even when he put her in the coffin. Is when she starts begging for a priest so she can like get her last rites and confess her sins. And Louis like him. He's a priest. Yeah. And she's like crawling and begging for him not to, for her to for last rites and right. forgiveness and do I still get to go to heaven and all of those yeah. things. Well, and I thought it was kind of interesting too because, um, Louis didn't try to comfort her. Did you notice? Well, yeah, exactly. It's like he's losing that humanity part of himself that right. he still was hanging on to. Well, and he's about to lose his humanity here completely. Cause exactly. after that scene, he ends up leaving. Right. Well, he ends up, Lestat ends up killing the second right. prostitute slash barmaid, and Louis takes off. He takes He's off, and he ends up catching these guys who are like, the plague is that, you know, don't go this way, because, you know, the plague is, you know. It was like cholera, probably, or something, something like, like that. Something like that. Basically, and so, pestilence is in that direction. Yeah, don't go. don't go, because they were had carried off some dead bodies from that direction. And so he ends up going to this house where you see this little girl played by Kirsten Dunst, Mm -hmm. and she's, it's obvious her mom is sitting in a chair, and she's dead as hell, and... You can tell that her character's not far behind. Right. Yeah. And so she, you know, oh, mom, you know, mommy, and all this other stuff, and then that's whenever he takes her Mm -hmm. and bites her. Okay, I want to back up just a minute. Okay. What occurs to me when I watch this stuff is I get really immersed. Even if I'm not fond of the movie, I get really immersed in what I'm watching. Okay. So you have to think, this is Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So it's humid and hot most of the year. Right. So that stinks. Because you've got <laughs> the swamp. That's true. Now you're going to add a city center where there wasn't really awesome plumbing. Yeah. So now you've got outhouses in a concentrated area. So that's got to stink because they're right next to that and the swamp. Right. And then you have to throw in the mix of all the dead bodies because everyone's gotten so sick. So not only is there the decomposition smell from the dead bodies, but right. everybody else is sick that they've had. Yeah. So that's what Louis walks into. Right. 
even as a vampire, I wouldn't think you would want to go that direction. <laughs> right. Just because of everything that, you know, you'd see and smell and be exposed to. But that's where he was. He wanted yep. to be out and away from Lestat so far that he went to the place that he never thought Lestat would go. Because Lestat's the spoiled little rich boy. He is. Yeah. That's true. So, he bites Claudia. Yep, he bites Claudia, and then he ends up bailing. Yeah, because he can't make himself kill her. Exactly. So, this is where the crazy ex-girlfriend and Lestat comes out. Because he went and found her. Yep. He brings her... No, did he bring her and her mother's body? No, no, he shows up, and he picks the mother's body up and starts dancing with the dead body. Exactly, and then he keeps telling Louis either finish her or turn her, finish her or turn her. Yep. And Louis won't do it, so Lestat turns this little girl into a vampire. Which, by the way, Kristen Dunst is always cute as a button. She really is. I know. Okay. So, (laughs) um, Claudia wakes up a vampire. Yep. You can tell, like, her health, she's gotten healthier looking now. Yeah, she doesn't look hair. Right, and her hair has grown out into these really cute curls. Those ringlets. Yes. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. So now they've got, now there's... The three of them. Yeah. And they talked about how Claudia being the only female character as a daughter was a really smart play because everybody else is, it's honestly a really masculine movie. That's true. And the idea that it's a bunch of dude vampires. You really don't see a lot of female vampires. That's true. So her presence being the only female presence as daddy's little princess is kind of really telling about the whole situation. Right. So, Lestat basically has a baby so that they Louis can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And he gets trapped. Exactly. And they talk about how, you know, Claudia, yeah, she's a kid, but she's vicious. She is vicious. She, and, because, you know, she, they kill the maid, and then, well, Lestat teaches Claudia how to kill by killing the maid with her, basically. Right. He, he kills her, and he basically tells her, okay, drink up. And stuff like that. you have to stop before the heart stops. You can't drink, like, dead man's blood. Exactly. Which, in the book, they explain a little better than they did in this movie. They didn't really go into it. Okay. Um, But it's, it's like, drinking dead blood, like, poisons the vampire somehow. I mean, that comes up, obviously, you know, later. Yeah. But. Um, And then it goes into showing how Claudia killed the old, the lady that tried to stop and help a lost little girl. Oh, yeah. Her mother. They had her, you know, she ended up killing the piano teacher. And yep. Lestat got mad. He's like, what did I tell you? And she's like, not to do it in the house. Mm-hmm. Well, and, at one point he picks up her hand and he's like slapping the back of her hand like yeah. a bad girl. No murder in the house. It's yeah. like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I think my favorite was whenever they showed her uh, playing piano for like a family or whatever, and Lestat just started offing like each of the family members. Oh yeah, and she just kept playing. Yeah, she just kept playing, and she enjoyed them, you know. And that was that. Yeah. Okay, so they for a while they stay in New Orleans. Um, it looks like over the span of a couple of years, I think. Well, if I remember right, there was a scene where they mentioned like at least thirty years. But because she's a vampire, she doesn't get any older. But there's a scene where she sees actually a naked woman in, you know, in Mm -hmm. the window. And she, you know, is like asking Louis, it's like, will I ever, you know, get to basically experience and and become a woman? woman?" Unless that's a douchebag. He's just like, no. No. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And so basically she wanted to just like become this woman. 
Yeah, is she what wanted she to wanted. grow up, which right. every little girl does. And the fact that Lestat is the, like, daddy of the right. family, and he's like, no, you're never growing up. I mean, all dads never want their little girls to grow up. True. But not in a possessive way. Right. You know what I mean? And Lestat's just creepy. So, they basically tell her no. And then, what is it, like, the next scene or so later, yeah. Lestat's giving her a doll. And she's like, I already have, like, all these dolls. All she, these dolls. She says, did you catch it? She says, you give me a doll this day every year. She's like, is this my birthday? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, he's like, oh. like, I guess he didn't even he realize, didn't you know, that realize, that's what he did. Or that he would, that she would pick up on what he was doing. Right. And at that point, Claudia loses her shit. Yeah, because it's sounds like, some of these dolls are ratted. We need to start throwing some of them away. And she starts ripping them off her bed. Yep. And she ends up uncovering the woman that the was woman in from the, the window. window and mm-hmm. she's dead yeah well that opens up a whole nother can of worms oh, you yes. soiled your bed talking to this girl like she just peed the bed yeah no you, there's a dead there's body there's a dead body in yeah. the bed a naked which, lady and it's, pa- it's starting to decompose right if vampires have such keen senses why didn't either one of them smell it <laughs> that's true <laughs> <laughs> like i know the stench of death lingers around vampires according to mythology supposedly yeah but if there's a dead body in the bed, somebody should have smelled something. Right. So at that point, Claudia ends up running out of the room and she, you know, is like, you know, I want to change, you know, why can't I change yeah. and be different? So she actually takes some scissors, starts cutting off all that pretty hair. Yeah. And then she, you know, you see her run off and go into the, you know, bathroom or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she screams. And then at that point, when she screamed, I thought, well, maybe, you know, because the way that she had done it, it looked like, you know, pretty shitty looking. Yeah. And stuff. So that's at first what I thought she was screaming about. No, she comes back out and her hair had grown back. Yeah. And then that was when Lestat was, you know, mm-hmm. was saying like, yeah, basically it's going to keep growing back. It's not. You're going to be this way forever. It, You're forever. never going to change. Exactly. So Claudia's having her meltdown. Uh-huh. She starts demanding to know which one of you did it. Oh, that's right. And I think that's really important that's because true. she starts plotting with Louis. Oh, yeah. She's talking about getting rid of Lestat. And I think Louis is taking it as them together leaving Lestat behind. Right. Not Claudia, That's not though. what she did. Because no. they told you Claudia is vicious. Oh, yes. You know, Louis kind of agrees thinking they're just going to leave. Right. So he, I can't remember what he was off doing. But the next thing sets the stage. Claudia's there. She's wearing her little cape. Mm -hmm. She's got her pretty little curls. And there's two boys passed out on what she says was Brandywine. And she's like, I brought you a gift. Yeah. And Lestat's, they're basically, so we've forgiven each other then, is what he says. Yeah, it's almost supposed to, you know, he takes it as like, oh, it's like a peace offering. like like, an apology. An apology. You know, we're we're fine. Yeah, we're back to what... We're back to what we were is something along the lines of what he said. Right. And then he drinks one of the, one the, of the kids. twins. Yeah. Turns out, not Brandywine. Nope. Do you remember the poison she said? Uh, no. Laudanum. See, I don't know what that is. And she said she did it to keep the blood warm. Warm. She poisoned them so they died, but their blood didn't cool, so Lestat didn't know, so he drank dead blood. Oh. The first time I watched this when I was a bit younger, I didn't catch all that. I just couldn't remember the name of yeah. the... I thought whatever she poisoned the boys with is what Lestat died, was, like, dying from. But no, it was because they were already dead and he drank their blood. Right. So, yeah. So, he drinks the blood, Mm -hmm. the the dead kid's blood. And then, at that point, you could see him actually starting to die. He's got... Like, wobbling around. Wobbling. 
And mm-hmm. that's whenever Louis shows up and wants to know, like, what's going on. Not yet. She cuts his throat first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, as soon as he's down on his hands and knees, sweet little Claudia, with yep. her ringlets, comes up, grabs him <laughs> by the hair, lifts his head back, and slices his throat open. Yep. And what I thought was interesting, human body has maybe four to six quarts of blood in it. Okay. Depending on how big you are. That was way more blood than that bleeding all over the floor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe and it's I a, think it's because, like, they was a vampire. blood. They're yeah. vampires. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. And it just too. went everywhere. Oh, yeah. And she's not even sorry. No. Nope. Because as he's lying on the floor dying, and Louis's like, oh, my God, what's happening? Exactly. Louis, pick me up, because she didn't want to get her feet She didn't want to get blood, blood on her slippers. Yep. And he does it. So then, at that point, he he does die. Technically. Te- yeah, we'll get back to that. I mean, technically that. he's dead already. Well, yeah. But, but he, quote unquote, dies. Die. Which I noticed what was interesting is whenever Louis was asking her, like, you know, what's going on and stuff like that, the knife that she used to slice his neck, like, there was, like, no blood on it whatsoever. I didn't notice that, but yeah. you're right. It was like... Where's, like... Where's all the blood? Yeah. On the floor. Yeah. But <laughs> you would still expect there to be blood on, you know, this right. knife. So, but anyway, so you see him and he's, you know, yeah, dying. His face is looking, you know, old. Sunken in. And, sunken in. Yeah. And so he finally dies. Yeah. So then at that point, Claudia's like, so, you know, how should we do this? Do we cut him up? Do we, you know, basically, how, you know, how do we get rid of him? Right. And then that's whenever they decide on the swamp. Why not? Yeah, sure. Everything reeks in the swamp. Exactly. Nothing comes up once it's in the water. And there's all alligators, that all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Which proved to be good for Lestat because they take him out in the wagon, they throw him in the swamp. Right. And then they go back to living their lives, and instead of staying in New Orleans, they decide they're going to travel. So they're actually getting ready. They're getting all packed up. And she actually did some studying. She was, you know. She's looking for more vampires. Yeah, she wants, Yeah. And so, yeah, like you said, they're packing up, they're getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they decide to, like, let these two birds go. Yeah. And so, whenever, you know... Which I thought was kind of neat symbolism. Yeah, it was. Because, you know, it's the two of them being free and ready to, like, fly off on their own. Because right. it's a new adventure, so they let the two birds free yeah. to fly off on this new adventure. Which, in reality, they probably died. But yeah. whatever. Exactly. So... <laughs> so... Louis goes down thinking, oh, the carriage is here, so, mm-hmm. you know, to take him to this boat. Well, turns out it's not the carriage. It's Lestat, and he's upstairs. And he's pissed because he's... he had to eat an alligator, so he didn't die. Exactly. So, he basically... And he looks Claudia like hell. Up, he looks like hell. He probably smells like a bed of roses. Oh, I'm sure. And when Claudia comes into the room, he's like, you've been a very naughty girl. Yeah, which was creepy. If that's that okay. That voice is the one that I imagine the bad guys approaching kids in. Hey, little girl, come come look in my van. Right. You know. And of course, he like launches himself at her, and he and Louis are the ones that actually fight because Louis is protecting his quote unquote right. daughter. And this is when fire number two happens. There's a lot of fire, by the way, in this movie. Yeah. I actually looked it up. There were two big fires in New Orleans. One started in further into the city, mm-hmm. but the one I think they're using in Interview with a Vampire that they supposedly started the fire, 
We didn't start the fire. Was one that was in 1794 that went along the, the river. Okay. And it's it's in the history books. It's huge. Right. They know what started the one that was 1788 that was farther inland. But the one that was closer to the docks, they don't know how it started. Wow. As far as I can tell. Because Wikipedia that's Wikipedia just... didn't tell me. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> Darn you, Wikipedia. Google slacking today. That's right. So, okay, so that makes sense. So basically, though, supposedly how that fire starts, according to this movie, then, is... is Lestat's going apeshit because he's on fire. This guy is on, on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So, Louis sets him on fire, and then that's whenever he and Claudia escape. Right, they... and they end up on the ship where most of their stuff already is. Right, and then at that point, that's whenever you start seeing, like, oh, New Orleans the is, like, New Orleans burning is down. burning, yeah. It's like, well, way to go, guys. Jeez. Right? <laughs> it's all your fault. You couldn't fault. just quietly leave town. No. You had to set the entire, like, city on fire. on fire. Exactly. But then you find out they're going to Paris. That's what they had decided on. Well, first they end up, they ended up going to a couple of different places. That's right, because Claudia's looking for more vampires. She's looking for more vampires, and you can, you can see, like, because she's drawing on the boat. Okay. And stuff like that. So each each drawing that she does, I believe, is supposed to be like a different place. Like there's one that um, mm-hmm. kind of almost looks like Egypt yeah. type thing. So I basically mean, they start traveling the world because right. they're trying to find more of their kind. And I found it interesting how they mention. I think they mentioned like, oh, you know, the plague or whatever hit, you know, something. Hit something horrible afflicted the other passengers. And we all know it was them feeding on people. Oh, yeah. So... What I liked about that, about that voiceover segment where, where it's trying to catch you up over what's probably another couple of decades right. worth of stuff, they talk about how they did find other vampires, but they weren't like Louis and Claudia. Right. They were, I guess, like, I don't know, like, not the intelligent. They were just like groveling creatures. They weren't like people. Right. From Is the vibe that I got. And then they eventually land in Paris. Yes. And they're having a ball. Oh, yeah. They're just, like, rocking it out. They're, you know, all the dresses Claudia wants, all the parties that they want to go to. They're just all over the town, painting the town red. Uh (laughs) Get it? Yes. Okay. And then they end up, I don't know if he's, like, a vampire mime, but he's not a very good one. I know, right? He's just annoying as hell. What do they call him? Duncan? I don't even know, man. I just was like, dude, I, I would have... I think that's right. I would have beaten that mime's ass. Yeah, which is what Louis tries to do and he fails. That's true. And it turns out they get invited because they've been watched. Right. And they're invited by Santiago? Yeah, by... it's Antonio Banderas. Yeah. And it's like, you know, come to our theater. It's the Theater de Vampire. Or something to that effect. Right. It's not a very original title. No. <laughs> considering who's running the theater. <laughs> That's true. And so they attend a play. Which, okay, so were, were the other people there also vampires? I don't think all of them were. I don't think so either. I think because, you know, Santiago's talking to Louis and he's like, you know, we never usually make one so long young. There's rules about it. They're helpless. Right. Bitch, you ain't met Claudia. No. Claudia will be fine. She can <laughs> this hold... This kid's fine. She'll be fine. But... So they go to see the play, yeah, and basically and the play ends up being a... A bunch of vampires jumping around. Yeah. Using their abilities in front of people who I don't think all of the audience members are vampires, but I'm right. pretty sure a bunch of them got eaten. 
Yeah. After the play? I think so. Um, but they end up, you know, stripping that girl naked. Yep. Killing her on stage. And then everybody's filing out with that what the hell just happened. Exactly. Look on their faces. Yeah. Because, like, a whole bunch of them fed on that girl. There was, like... In front of everybody. Yeah. There was, like, 30 vampires. Yeah. Or something like that. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people. And, of course, Santiago did the creepy hypnotist thing right. to the girl before the, everybody... Oh, yeah. You know, took a drink. So... I love the fact that Claudia and Louis hate it. Oh yeah, they. He what even does called. Claudia say? I don't know what Claudia says. I know that uh, he calls them monsters. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and then Claudia says something less about them being evil and more about them being just stupid. Yeah. Basically, she finds it boorish or something like that. I can't right. remember the word she used. Yeah. And then it goes into. Claudia is picking up on the fact that Louis and Santiago are becoming closer. Right. She feels like, okay, you know, he's going to leave and I'm going to be, you know. Here. Here, stuck on my own. Yeah. And so I think that's whenever she went and found, I believe the lady owned like a doll shop. Yeah. And so that's whenever, you know, Claudia, they didn't show her biting her, but we see. Well, Claudia doesn't bite her. Well, I think, yes, she did, because at one point, the chick removes the Oh, and the she's necklace, got the bite mark she already has neck. the bite mark. That's right. Mark. So it doesn't show Claudia feeding on her. Right. But um, basically, uh, Louis comes back to the, you know, the house and stuff and right. sees this woman, and she basically tells her, you know... This is the daughter that can't die, and Claudia is all over this. Yeah. You're going to leave me, Louis. Give me a mother that will never leave me. Exactly. And, and so, it's like, I'm too weak, I can't, you know, I can't do it myself, I need you to do it, basically. Yeah. And so, he does, he bites her. He turns her. And he turns her. Now, I did read the summary, in the book, uh-huh. she actually survives more than just the one night. Okay. Like, she becomes a vampire and they travel together for a while. So oh, okay. she has a bigger... In the book, anyway. ...relationship in the book. Okay. But they didn't give her a chance in this movie. Hell no, they didn't. She was <laughs> down in like 10 minutes. Yeah, so she gets bitten. She's turning. And of course, you have that scene on the balcony. Right. Claudia's not sure what's happening. And, you know, You're, Louis you is were explaining. Too, you were too young, you know, to remember. But... It's the death of her human life. And then he talks about it being the death of the last human breath he had. Right. Which, that's the really poignant part in that scene. Yeah. All of the best scenes happen when Lestat's not there. <laughs> right? You're like, because <laughs> that's where you get out... like those deep interpersonal twists and turns. Right. You're like, if they had just taken out Lestat, it would have been fine. But then you can because then like the rest of the movie doesn't happen. Yeah, no, that's true. So. Okay. So anyway, so she's starting to turn, and mm-hmm. then this part kind of confused me because out of nowhere, the vampires from that theater group like show they up, burst in. Oh and yeah. I think and then start throwing them down the stairs and Yeah, the stuff. reason they do it is because of Claudia. Because you don't turn vampire kids. And, you know, Louis had asked Santiago when Santiago mentioned it, are we safe? Right. And he kind of evaded a little bit. He's like, tonight you are. Nice. <laughs> and so I think from there, Louis was like, we're getting out of Paris. But then Claudia shows up with the doll maker. Right. So I think that's where that whole thing came in. And I think... I believe that's the reason they all of a sudden just carted all three of them off. Yep. The other thing is, it doesn't mention it in the movie much. 
Oh, this is what it is. They killed this dad. That's what, what, that's what it was. Oh. Between Claudia being a child. Because remember, he was talking to Santiago and Louis wouldn't admit that they killed him. Right. But he's like, you know Lestat? And Antonio Banderas, Santiago's like, I know him enough not to mourn his passing. Nice. So I think everybody kind of put two and two together. What I want to know mm-hmm. is, did Santiago set them up? I think he probably did. I think he had a hand in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because he was, like I said, it's that homoerotic thing. Everybody talks in those really deep, breathy, growly right. voices. And every time the two of the male vampire characters have an interaction, it sounds like like if they were texting in today's text language, <laughs> it would be like DTF. Oh, yeah. Like, that's basically what the whole conversation boils down to. They would be on Tinder. They'd be on Tinder. For sure. Exactly. So they end up dragging away to the theater. They throw Claudia and the doll maker in that uh, little courtyard silo looking thing. Yep. And then they throw Louie in the coffin. Right. And they're going to leave him in the coffin for eternity to starve. At that point, they do everything and they're laughing maniacally because apparently they're all insane. I guess. Yeah. They're all little like Lestats in training. Right. And they go off about their business and you see Louie struggling to get out of the coffin. He can't. You see Claudia and the doll maker sort of clutching each other because they're scared. Well, not only that, they they notice, like, oh, crap, the sun is coming out. The sun is coming out. And I honestly, I think Santiago set them up. I do, too. And then waited until right before yep. so that, dawn. So that even if he did break Louie out, it would be too late to save yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. So at that point, you see him, and they're huddled. And like I said, the sun is coming out. And so they're... Doing the best they can, you know, but in this they, little they're basically space. basically petrified. They know they're going to die. Right. I mean, because they only have so much space to get mm-hmm. away from the sun. And then that's whenever Santiago breaks Louis out of the coffin and stuff. And so he's asking, well, where's Claudia? You know, where is My she? My daughter. Yeah. And so he ends up finding them. And unfortunately, all they are now is just it's ash. Best. And he reaches out to touch Claudia's hand, I think. Yep. And they just crumble into yep. a pile. It's kind of like, you know, spoiler alert, but like the end of um, uh, the newest Avengers movie when they all turn to dust. Yeah, but Avengers did it better. But it was also, what, 20 years after Interview with the Vampire came out? But yeah, it's the whole (laughs) crumbling to dust type thing. So then uh, Santiago, is it Santiago or Armand? I can't remember what the name is. I can look it up. Armand. It is Armand. Okay, so, just for everyone's awareness, we have been calling Antonio's ben, Antonio Banderas' character Santiago for this entire thing. <laughs> the character's name is Armand. So we are now going to refer to his character for the last probably two minutes we're going to talk about him. Yep. As Armand. Sorry, guys. Sorry. My bad. We're we're new to this, okay? <laughs> Episode 1, Season 1, baby. That's right. Boom. Okay, so uh, Armand has shown Louis that they're dead, and he's wanting Louis to be his companion now. So Louis's like, no. Yeah. Because I think Louis knows Armand is probably the guy that set them up for this to begin with. Exactly. So guess what Louis does to all the vampires that are in their coffins because it's daylight? He burned it down. He sets their asses on fire. Yeah. So this is now, it's almost as if about every couple of decades. Yeah, he's got to burn something down. They have to like burn down whatever life they were living to go start a new one. Do you know what I mean? 
I liked the fact, though, so he's, you know, pouring all kinds of fuel everywhere, Mm -hmm. all over the vampire's coffins, everything. And then he's got, like, I wanted to call it, like, a silo-looking thing. He's got, it's almost like a boomerang-shaped knife, and I don't know what they're called. But like a like a Sith? Like a Sith? That's Where what I'm kinda like, yeah. Grass and stuff with? That's what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, okay. Okay. So he starts, you know, setting it on fire. All of a sudden these vampires are popping out of their, you know, coffins, coffins on, on, on fire. fire. <laughs> and at that point he just starts slicing off heads. I mean, yeah. he's going to town and then that stupid mime jerk or whatever shows up. And Finally. he, yeah, and then he runs towards Louis, and Louis just cuts him right in half. That worked for me. It did too. I was. Fine I was with satisfied that. with that. Day. Yeah, and then at that point, he talks about. Um, he comes back to the states. He does. Yeah, he comes back to the states, and they basically showed him, um, like going to the movies. Actually, <laughs> that's the one thing that really piqued my interest too, because yeah. two hundred years after he saw his last sunrise. He sees another one. Right. And it's in Technicolor. Exactly. And I like, thought that was really I cool. I thought that was cool, too. And they also showed, like, he was watching, like, Superman, like the original Superman movie. Yeah, movies within movies. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was pretty cool. And then, of course, the voiceover kind of leads us back into that present day where he's sitting down with the reporter and he's finishing his story. Yeah. Reporter is, like, mind blown. Of course, yeah. And he's like, turn me. Turn me. We are missing one thing. What are we missing? We're missing the part where he ends up walking. He can smell something. And he ends up at this house that looks like it had been burned down. And Lestat is there. Oh, that's right. Yes. Lestat's back again. He's like a bad rash. It, he really is. He's like <laughs> he's like the herps, guys. He's the crazy ex-girlfriend that will not leave. But see, so my question is, so it's like he's been sitting there for like ever feeding on rats and stuff apparently yes so yeah so basically louis you know finds him and lestat's sitting there in this like chair let's get back together louis yeah and And louis like we're done yeah we're done Mm -hmm. and then i thought it was kind of funny whenever you could see like and hear like a chopper go overhead with like a light and lestat Mm -hmm. is like oh you know freaking out and stuff like that and louis has to tell him it's not real sunlight yeah I picked up on that. Yeah. That makes me think that Lestat's not, like, back in the world for very long. Right. Because if you watch as he's walking, as uh, Louis walking up the steps, there's what look like fresher rat corpses the closer you get to Lestat. Oh, that's true. So that makes me think he hasn't been around long enough. Maybe that's why he still looks like crap. That's true. Yeah. Okay, and then we go to present day. Yeah, then it jumps back to the last present day with Christian Slater's character, the reporter. Yep. You know, turn me. This is amazing. I want to be like you. And Brad Pitt's Louis is just like, okay, fail. Like, yeah. that's not what I wanted. <laughs> this like, is not what I was trying to teach you like, were by you telling not, you about my life. It's like, were you not listening to my story? Apparently not. I guess not, yeah. And of course, Louis's mad. The reporter won't shut up about being turned because this is such an amazing life and all of these things. Louis pulls Lestat. He takes off. Yeah. He leaves. But not before he stares, scares the crap out of the reporter. Oh, yeah. Like, throws him up against a wall. And then, poof, gone. Yep. 
So then the reporter's, like, grabbing all of his stuff, and he's throwing everything in his bag, and he jets out the door. Yep. Gets in his car, drives away, and who comes back? Lestat. The rash is back. Exactly. And the movie ends with the last line being, I'm going to give you the choice that I never got to make. Yep. So he becomes his new vampire. Companion. Yep. So I have... The movie wasn't horrible. Okay. I just found it kind of ridiculous. Well, yeah. Like, I can understand, (laughs) like, the homoerotic thing with Lestat and Louis. Right. Because Lestat's just creepy as shit. Yeah. But then you go in, and then you throw in, like, Antonio Banderas into it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, why you gotta be like that? Why is everybody a creeper? Yeah. Like, calm down. (laughs) One creeper at a time. One creeper at a time. Um, But I was looking over everything. I actually, let's be honest, Brad Pitt is still hot. He Tom really Cruise, is. Yeah. He's just pretty. Even, I should I should rephrase, Brad Pitt on screen is hot. The whole hobo living in his mama's basement, that's not cute. He needs to groom up and take care of that. I got a question, another question about vampires. Mm-hmm. Is it like a rule that as a guy your hair has to be long? I mean, like, I know back in the day, like, the hairstyle was, you know, like longer hair and things like that. I think that. that's one of those holdover things. Like, okay. They, because it... Well, in this one, if Louis cut his hair, it would just grow back. Oh, well, that's true. Because when Claudia chopped all of her hair off, it came right back. That's true. So, Brad Pitt, still hot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise, still creepy. He's still creepy, but for his age, he still looks decent. He looks fine if it wasn't for the crazy eye. Yeah. Uh, and Kirsten Dunst is still phenomenal. He, she is. She's a great she actress. She really is. So, let's talk about... I. I looked it up because you know once I watch the movie, oh yeah, I hit Google oh, yeah. and I just go through everything I can find. I looked it up on Wikipedia mm-hmm. and I talked about the book and the movie. The book sounds way better than the movie turned out to be. I'm not gonna lie, I ha- like I said, I have it on my shelf. I kind of want to read it. I'm undecided. <laughs> I kind of want to read it. Yeah. But at the same time, this movie is already bad enough for me. Why am I gonna ruin it even further by reading a book that's better? Yeah. When I have so many other things to do. That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, I might, like, after the end of our season, when we take our little hiatus, I might do something like that. Right. Um, but I was reading over it. The film adaptation, the first one that Anne Rice wrote for mm-hmm. the screen adaptation, they junked it completely. They completely trashed it. Yeah. And then the director, Neil Jordan, is the one who actually rewrote it entirely, but Anne Rice is the one that got the credit. Yeah. And I think it's like a contract thing. Probably. Um, the other thing I found, River Phoenix. Yeah. He was, was cast to play the reporter, but he, then he passed away. Yep. And they cast Christian Slater, who donated all of his money. Yep. To, to River Phoenix's favorite charity. Yeah. I thought I that thought was, was kind of cool. That was pretty cool. So I also have some facts. Bring it on. All right. So all the actors playing vampires were required to hang upside down for up to 30 minutes at a time during the makeup application. This would force all the blood in their bodies to rush to their heads, causing the blood vessels in their face to bulge out. The makeup artists would then trace over the swollen veins, creating the eerie, translucent-skinned vampire look. Unfortunately for, for the actors, they would have to repeat the process several times over as the blood would quickly drain from their heads. This, in part, accounts for the lengthy makeup process. Well, that F, sounds awful. Right? Like, F that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to do that. I would rather stand for five hours for hobbit feet than hang upside down for up to 30 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and then, here's a, another weird Tom Cruise fact. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so he wanted a private set, and hence tunnels were built to escort the actors to and from the set. This was done so that the vampire's makeup effects would remain a secret. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool, but... That's kind of cool. I like yeah. that. Um, now, when this movie came out, it was 1994. Mm-hmm. Okay. They actually brought in uh, over $60 million worldwide. Wow. Not open... Like, accumulatively. Of Not course. like opening weekend. Now, Crit, uh, Pitt, Cruz, Banderas, they were all pretty established. Antonio Banderas, less than the, like, the American, like, right. English. Huge in Latin America. Oh, yeah. So they were all pretty well established when they got these parts. Mm-hmm. But then right after this movie, Banderas did uh, Desperado, oh, which okay. just catapulted right. him. And then they've all since had massive careers. Oh, yeah. Every, all of them have. Interview with a Vampire is what launched Kristen. Oh, yeah. She had, of course, her little bit parts because she was still a kid and she was learning. She did this movie. She got the Golden Globe. Wow. Or Oscar. Or she was nominated. Yeah, she would, yeah. She was nominated and she said several times that this is the movie that pretty much made her career because it was such a big part for such a small person. And I actually have a fun fact um, about this, too. What you got? So, she shared her first on-screen kiss in this film with Brad Pitt, even though there was an 18-year age difference between them. In a subsequent interview, she revealed the scene had made her uncomfortable. She remarked, I thought it was gross uh, that Brad had cooties. I mean, I was 12. (laughs) I mean, which makes sense. It does make sense. Did we even see that on screen? We did see it on screen. It was very, it was like a very... But it wasn't like... Lolita type Yeah, case. no, it, it was, was after a, like a peck. We're even now. Yeah. Like after Louis had turned the doll maker for her. Right. She gave him a kiss on the lips, kind of like a farewell, but it was a little girl kiss. It was. It wasn't, yeah, like it a wasn't, sexual yeah. type thing. Okay. So what shall we use to rate this movie? Corpses? Sure. <laughs> no, let's use uh, fires. fires. Okay. <laughs> so how many catastrophic city ending fires would you give this movie? <laughs> Three. Three out of five. I can also give it three out of five because okay. as much as I didn't like Tom Cruise and as much as the homoerotic stuff kind of bugged me, yeah, the overall story, especially the one told between Louie and Claudia, right. I really liked. I did too. I really liked it a lot. Okay. So that's our breakdown. Yeah. That's our breakdown, Start guys. to finish, interview with the vampire. Yep. So next week, we're going to be watching Secondhand Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want, you know, watch it. And... I found Secondhand Lions. I'm, I've am i got it on Google Play. It's actually in my movie collection. Okay. Because it's one of my favorites. So I'm not sure where we'd find it, but we will tell you where we find it yep. next week exactly. when we're back with a breakdown from the couch. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.